know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What is up, Podcast Land? It is your host, Jam and Joe of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking some Atlanta Braves baseball. A lot of Braves. I know I said earlier when I was teasing this week's episode that we would be talking some Braves, some Georgia football, and some Atlanta Falcons. There's just so much Braves to get into that we're only going to be talking Atlanta Braves this week. We will be getting more into football as the week's and weeks go on. So, before we get into the Atlanta Braves conversation, it's time to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by George Smoke Barbecue, authentic original oak smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgesmoke.com. The Braves got a really nice win last night, beating the Milwaukee Brewers 10-7. to um, But before we talk about this series with the Brewers and what it looks like going forward for the Braves, I do want to talk about what happened on July 25th, 2023. The Atlanta Braves turned a triple play. And it was the old 8-3-5 triple play. So that means center fielder Michael Harris, who threw it to first baseman Matt Olson, who's three. And then Matt Olson threw it over to Austin Riley, who's the five, um, over at third base for the triple play for the Braves. The previous triple play that was 8-3-5 triple play was all the way back in 1884 when the, or the Braves franchise was in Boston, and they were called the Boston Bean Eaters. So that's crazy. Something of that magnitude happened all the way back in 1884, the old 8-3-5 triple play. Center field to first base to third base for the triple play. The Braves ultimately did end up losing that game Tuesday night. They lost the series in Boston. But the fact that we saw something so historic is really, really cool. It got me thinking about recent triple plays in Braves history. The Most recent triple play the Braves turned came all the way back May 6th of 2004 when the Braves turned a triple play. And the guys involved in that one were Braves third baseman at the time, Mike Hessman, second baseman, Jesse Garcia, and first baseman, Adam LaRoche. So Mike Hessman is a name that I'm sure a lot of Brave fans in the 90s remember. He, He was the backup to Chipper Jones for a while and kind of a utility guy and would make was on a merry-go-round between Richmond and Atlanta. Mike Hessman would go on to become the all-time leader in minor league home runs in the history of minor league baseball with 433. That just goes to show Mike Hessman had a long successful career and is the all-time leader in minor league home runs at 433. The Braves did turn that triple play May 6th of 04 against the Padres. And another triple play in Braves history that comes to mind is that of Rafael Furcal, who turned it August 10th of 2003 against the Cardinals. So how so how that worked, it was an unassisted triple play. So Furcal caught the line drive, excuse me, by then Cardinal pitcher Woody Williams. Then tagged second base to get Cardinal catcher Mike Matheny, who was going, who was trying to come back to second. And then he tagged out Orlando Palmero, who was making his way back to first base. So there you go. 
three recent triple plays in Braves history. So currently, like I said at the top of the show, the Braves exploded last night for 10 runs. Offensively, what we saw, we saw home runs by Ozuna, by Riley and Olsen, and then Ronald Acuna Jr. stole his 49th stolen base last night. Guys, Acuna's running away with his MVP, or with the NL MVP. It truly is a sight to behold what we are watching with the greatness of one Ronald Acuna Jr., flanked by his teammates. What we saw is we saw the Braves offense get back in a major way last night. We saw the Braves really open things up offensively. And what we saw was not only the big home runs, we we saw the Braves connect on four straight singles. And and we've seen the speed of Acuna. You you see the playmaking from Albies. I mean, the, the Braves offense can beat you in so many ways. It doesn't just have to be the home run ball. And I think that's what makes them so dangerous is they're not so home run ball reliant. So as far as tonight's matchup, the Braves will turn to Bryce Elder on the mound and they'll be facing former Atlanta Brave Julio Tehran. This is a matchup of last Sunday's game, which the Braves ultimately didn't end up winning thanks to an Ozzy Albies three-run homer. And then the Braves have one more game against the Brewers coming up on Sunday. Yours truly is going to be in the building for that it's gonna be hot one, so it should be fun. It's a it's always good to be uh, and to watch your Atlanta Braves. So following the Brewer series, the Braves will be taking on the LA Angels of Anaheim. And when you think of the Angels of Anaheim these days, you think of one Shohei Otani. The Braves might face him from a pitching standpoint. I do know Otani came up came up injured last night with a strained calf. So I know he's been dealing with calf issues, so he may or may not pitch against the Braves, but I would be almost certain that Otani will probably DH against Atlanta coming up this week. Rose Shuley will also be in the building for that one. So that's going to be really cool. So following this, or so following that series against the LA Angels, the Braves have a long, long road trip as the Braves go to Wrigley Field one of my favorite places in all of Major League Baseball, to take on the homestanding Cubs. Then a four-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates early next week. And then the Braves will go to Queens to take on the Little Brother as the Braves and the Little Brother engage in baseball battle for a four-game series. And next Saturday's game, guys, is a doubleheader. And so the Braves will have a chance to bury the Little Brother even more. It, it is truly going to be so much fun to go up to New York, to take care of business of the little brother, and to just bury them out of their misery. I mean, not to say that they're already not buried, but guys, I, I, look, I look for the Braves to do some damage on the road. And the Braves have also played great on the road this year. I think the Braves have one of the best records in Major League Baseball on the road. What it looks like for the Braves currently. So two games left with Milwaukee, a three-game series with Anaheim, and then the, like I said, the Braves go out on that long road trip in in Chicago, Pittsburgh, and New York. It's a four-game series with the Pirates. It's a four-game series with the Mets next Saturday is a doubleheader. So a lot of Braves baseball to consume here over the next few days and on into next week. A lot of Braves baseball coming up. So, this upcoming Tuesday is the MLB trade deadline. I do expect the Braves to make a move. I just don't know how big of a move it's going to be. I've said on previous pods that I think that I think the Braves 
need to go find another starting pitcher. I'm beginning to think now that maybe they need to look somewhere in the bullpen because, because I'm of the school of thought of Kyle Wright is on his way back, or he threw a bullpen yesterday and is beginning to build himself back. The, the reports seem to think that if everything goes according to schedule, that Kyle Wright should be good to go for the Braves at the beginning of September. So that would be a big boost for the Braves' rotation. There's also Max Freed to think about. Max Freed will be pitching today for the Gwinnett Stripers against the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, who are the AAA affiliate of the Miami Marlins. So it should be interesting to watch Max Freed in his final rehab start against those pesky Jumbo Shrimp of Jacksonville. So if Freed comes out of this last start against the Jumbo Shrimp in a good place, then that would line him up to face the Chicago Cubs next weekend, potentially, which would be exciting. Max Freed's first start since coming back from injury would be in the friendly confines. It doesn't get much better than that. You got Freed and the Braves doing their thing against the Chicago Cubs coming up next weekend. I'm hoping Max Freed's going to be good to go. I think I'm, I just think this rotation could use some stabilizing, and I think Max Freed coming back is going to stabilize a lot. He, I mean, all you have to do is just think back to what he's done in the postseason recently for the Braves, and just just how much of a big game pitcher Freed is. If the Braves were able to get Freed and right back, look out because then that lengthens the rotation. It gives the rotation so much length. What you're able to do, you're able to have Freed, Strider, and Elder as your top three. And then you also have Wright and Morton as your four or five. You could use Charlie Morton in a bullpen situation. He could kind of be your jackknife and Wright could be your four starter if you didn't feel great about, about using Kyle Wright as one of your top three starters in your rotation. So all that to say, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Braves do at the deadline. I, I still think that a reliever is going to come. I just don't know how big of a reliever is going to make his way to Atlanta. I think I think Daniel Bard's out there from the Colorado Rockies. I know Josh Hader from San Diego is out there. I know the Padres have been a major disappointment. I know Hader would be in like a perfect scenario, the guy that You'd want to see the Braves go get. Um, but I don't know if the Braves want to go into that world of getting a Josh Hader. Because like I said last week, his star isn't near as bright as it once was in Milwaukee. I'd be I'd be cool with getting a guy like Daniel Bard. He's he's got some experience. You know, he or he's pitched in Boston when the Red Sox were were making their run uh, in the postseason recently. And Daniel Bard's a hard thrower. So I look for maybe somebody like Daniel Bard to maybe make his way to Atlanta. I think that would help stabilize things. Iglesias looked really, really good last night. I know Igloo's kind of had his ups and his downs, but for the most part, I feel good about Igloo as we get down the stretch of the 2023 regular season for the Atlanta Braves. I just think you need to stabilize get and get some back-end help. Um, they're in the bullpen for the Braves, and I feel like if that happens, good things will happen for this team. At the end of the day, guys, I feel really good about where this Braves team is. I think we're beginning to see what this offense can do. I know they've kind of sputtered here recently, but last night is encouraging. And like I said, Milwaukee's a pesky team. They're a pesky team. I definitely got to give my props to Sal Frelick, who again continues to be a thorn in the Braves' side. And Sal Frelick's a solid, a solid player. I'll give him that for sure. So like I said, I'm really looking forward to how the rest of this weekend plays out. Tonight, 
and tomorrow with Milwaukee, and then you've got the Angels coming up here, followed by that really long road trip. It should be a fun week of Atlanta Braves baseball. And with the trade deadline coming up Tuesday and, you know, with Otani, and it really is a chance to be a fun week over at the Battery over at Truist Park. So before we get on out of here this week, guys, I want to tell you about FanForAllSeasons.com. It's our website where you can go, where you can check out our merchandise store, where you can go under the Shop Merch tab, and they will have all your merchandise needs. You can get our T-shirts in a variety of colors. Just go into the merch tab and under uh, fanforallseasons.com and they will have all your merchandise needs met for you. That's fanforallseasons.com slash shop merch. If you like this podcast, if you want to know more about us, you can find us on any major podcast platform. Give us a like, give us a follow. That is Fan for All Seasons, any major podcast platform. So, before we get on out of here, guys, it's time to get one last word from our sponsor this week. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic original smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgesmoke.com. So, for myself, Jim and Joe, this has been another exciting installment of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week. See ya, and go Braves.